Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. That's because the election has changed mortgage rates dramatically. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's time for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Oh, hello. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the show. It's a weird show today. I'm just going to start out by saying that. It's a weird show. Uh, We're not in the studio. It's not live. Um, Coronavirus has everything quite upset. And so Dan and I are geographically separated. I got Dan uh, dialed in. We're, We're honoring the shelter at home and and uh not meeting face to face dan can you hear me i can hear you all right well how you doing i'm doing good i'm doing good there's a lot to talk about i know we haven't been on the air the last couple weeks um but there's a there's a large elephant in the room and its name is coronavirus and it's affecting every part of our daily lives and we're gonna try to let you know how it's affecting the real estate and mortgage industries, um, you know, all the different aspects of the industry today. Yeah, we missed a, we missed a couple of shows. Uh, I mean, mostly I think at my hand when um, I got super sick and you can probably still hear it in my voice. I'm still trying to get over it. Um, Monday, uh, well, yeah, Monday two weeks ago. So um, it's been a a long, crazy sickness. I got sick when returning from Mexico. (laughs) And uh, I'm not not convinced that I didn't have the coronavirus, but I've uh, quarantined, self-quarantined for over two weeks, not been into the office, not left my house, um, trying to just lay low and, and do my part. It's been wild. I don't want to go into all the details about what I've experienced, but um, pretty much everything you've heard, minus like the severe enough case to need to to be hospitalized, um, just bad respiratory stuff going on. But uh, here today, I think I turned the corner, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's wild. This this coronavirus is absolutely rocking the world, and. Um, Still not very clear as of this recording uh, what's next, you know, how long it's going to take, what's been going on. But Dan and I felt very compelled to uh, do today's show and and make a recording just to try to get a message out to all of our listeners about, you know, what's going on, what we can tell from our standpoint. Um, it's It's been pretty wild. Yeah, the volatility doesn't even begin to explain what's going on. But you guys have all seen it in the stock market, in the bond market, through Fed action, a couple of emergency actions so far this month. Um, It has been a roller coaster ride. And unfortunately, I think these conditions are going to be here for a little bit longer. Um, 
And then when they do finally stabilize, economic activity is going to be depressed for quite a while. Um, as you all are seeing, you know, there's there's these shelter at home directives that are going up and down the state and not just this state, a lot of states. Um, businesses are closing. The hospitality and service sectors are really hurting right now. Um, so it's just it's a really tough time uh, economically. Yeah. And I also, you know, I mean, as of this recording, I, the last that I had heard, um, so we're recording this on Thursday and the last that I had heard, there were seven confirmed cases in the County here. Um, and you know, I, we've, we've heard personal stories now of, of close, close friends of ours that are having, um, family members on life support. And so if it, if it felt foreign, uh, if it felt something that was on a distant shore and something that you weren't going to contend with, um, I mean, I don't know that it ever felt that way to me. I, I took this very seriously from as, as soon as I heard about it. And, um, man, I, I'm feeling all of the emotions today. It's, it's, uh, my heart just goes out to everybody that's affected by this. And the effects are so, so far reaching from, businesses that are now wondering how they're going to make payroll employees wondering how they're going to buy food and make rent. Um, we've got people who've got family in ICU hoping they live. I mean, this is like nothing, uh, nothing I've ever heard of or dreamt of it. Honestly, it feels quite like a worse nightmare. Um, yeah. I think it's important to remember that uh, these shelter at home directives even if you're, you know, even if you're just completely healthy, young, you know, you're you're the low risk person for this virus. It's not about you. It's about the people who are high risk and you not passing along virus symptoms to them, um, because there's people who will get this and not show any symptoms at all but they could still pass it along to others. So it's important to follow these rules, you know, whether you think it's an overreaction or not, it's important to the community around you to really, um, really, you know, behave appropriately and, and follow the rules that are being set forth for us all as a community. Yeah. I, I, um, I was talking to Wes Burke the other day and, and one of the things he said was, I'm, I'm choosing to, just block out anything that sounds like, you know, political pandering or who's at the, who's best interest or whatever, and just choose that if we're wrong um, and we hunker down for sake of hoping to preserve lives and avoid avoidable deaths, that it's worth it. And uh, I, I've, I've accepted that. I, that's how I feel about it. Um, and, and furthermore, Dan, one of the things I think that, that is most frightening, there was such this disservice done when we were media, even medical, um, was spreading this idea that, that young people weren't at risk. And, I mean, we're hearing today out of Italy and out of France and now in the U.S., that you're not immune to this if you're a healthy 25-year-old. Um, you, your uh, chances of it being severe and your mortality rate may be lower, but you're not immune by any stretch. So um, be smart, you guys. And uh, out of respect for others and 
you know, our grandparents and the, the infirm and at risk population that we all love and care about, um, you know, let's make a little sacrifice. So, um, I think, you know, one of the, one of the big things here, I mean, a good jumping off point is just to talk about, uh, what's happened in the stock market. I mean, is there even a stock market anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously there is, there's, there's still stocks trading, albeit lower than, than about three or four weeks ago. And it's really been about a full month now since the, the news really became real for us here in the United States. I mean, I, the news has been out there, but it, I think there was some, some thought that it's just, it wasn't going to hit us as soon or as hard as it has. And, and so about 30 days ago was when we saw the stock market really react to this news of coronavirus sweeping the world. And we've seen the, the Dow Jones itself has fallen about, you know, 33% or so depends on the day because of the wild swings. Um, and then individual stocks, some are down as much as 75, 80%, like the airlines, the cruise lines, the hotel stocks, casinos, those, those industries that are being hardest hit due to the closures and due to the, um, you know, all of the uh, restrictions on number of people gathering in, a, in the same place. Those are the ones that have been hit the hardest. Yeah. Um, so the stock market has been a wild ride. And, you know, I, I suspect it, it may for a while longer. Um, you know, their bottom line is there's a lot that we don't know about this virus. Um, there was some really encouraging stuff that came out um you know, again, we're recording this today on Thursday, and Thursday morning at the press conference, um, you know, they were talking about some malaria slash arthritis drug that, when paired with uh, the Z Pack, has had a significant um, effect, I mean, allegedly. And so the FDA is fast tracking that. And, um, you know, so hopefully this information is outdated. And by Saturday, when you're hearing this, we found that there is a, a great therapy to help so many of these people turn the turn the corner here but as of right now we sit and we we don't really know what's going to happen i mean there's there's these concerns about um when when we do come out of our shelter in place uh, will there be a re-emergence of the virus you know is it, or is it is this going to be enough you know we just only time is going to tell and and everybody's just trying to do do their best and and uh you know get from one day to the next here. Um, I think, Dan, you, you mentioned, um, you know, all of the various sectors of the economy that are really struggling. I think it would be a really good idea for us to, to talk today a little bit about real estate. Um, you know, there's not too much data for us to mix in, especially now that, um, there isn't, uh, there's not a lot of these things being processed anymore as non-essential parts of the government are shutting down and, um, you know, other stats are just getting skewed and going a little bit wild now. Um, yeah, but you know, real estate and, and mortgage finance and finance in general, financial services are deemed to be essential services and they are continuing. So I think, what we could do today is talk a little bit about how real estate is continuing in this environment. 
how escrow is operating in this environment and how lenders like ourselves are operating in this environment. And then also we need to talk a little bit about the interest rates and the Fed action and how they relate, because there's been a lot of questions to the office about what you know, a 0% Fed funds rate means for your mortgage. And so we want to we want to cover all those topics here today and, and make sure you understand um, how the real estate industry is working um, and will continue to do so for as long as this uh, this pandemic situation continues, which it could be months, could be longer than that. We, we don't really know right now. We'll start now. Um, we'll just give you guys the update that that our offices are. Um, I mean, it, in in one degree, it's operationally it's sort of business as usual. I mean, <laughs> that's probably not the right <laughs> well, term. Hesitation there. <laughs> our, our operations aren't aren't changing. We're able to complete a hundred percent of our functionality. Um, we've closed our offices to the public, and so we have mail drops on the door. If you need to get us anything, you can throw it through the door. Um, but we're doing virtual meetings now and we're doing, you know, we're working, our employees are mostly working from home. Um, we told them all that, that, that was really the preference. And unless there was some reason they couldn't or, or wouldn't want to be at home, that they could work from the office, but that they should practice social distancing, keep the doors locked, their signs on the doors. Um, but really thankfully in this technological age, I mean, just like we're doing this show right now, remotely geographically separated, um, where I'm playing engineer in a soundboard and you're talking to me on AirPods from your phone and more obey, uh, you know, technology has afforded us this ability to complete a wide range of our functions, uh, remotely. So, um, I mean, our, our, our uh, employees were able to take their phones home and plug their phones into their internet connection at home. And we still have, you know, intercom functionality and ability to transfer calls back and forth and function. It's a, I mean, in that respect, it's a technology is really here to be able to patch these gaps. Um, and, and I'm really grateful for that. If we were experiencing the same thing back, you know, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have the same ability to to be functioning the way that we are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, same goes for the the stock market. Today was the f- the first day ever that the New York Stock Exchange floor was closed, yet trading still occurred as traders worked electronically only. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's technology does enable a lot of these essential services to continue, and we are grateful for that. Perhaps it's, perhaps your, a it's silver, your money and it's important. <laughs> yeah, perhaps a silver lining to the timing of this. Hey, it's time for us to take a commercial break here. And when we get back, I, I want to spend the next segment talking about the recent Fed action and the impact that it's had and, and why it may not be measuring up to expectations. Um, I, I don't know if I've reconciled my expectations on this yet. It'll be good to talk with you about it, Dan. So. Let's go ahead and do a commercial break here and we'll be out for a few minutes and then we'll be back to continue the show. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. (laughs) 
Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328 Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number. 328-358. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 358. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending.
All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, if you're just joining us, uh, we've been um, just letting everybody know that this show's pre-recorded today. We are not allowed in the studios at KVC as non-employee uh, people, so it's it's um, it's off limits to us. And so we've decided to cobble together this way to pre-record the show, and um, just kind of wanted to. To be able to, to largely answer for you the questions that we've been getting pouring into our office for the last couple of weeks here. Um, and, uh, man, here's one. Um, the Fed cut the overnight rate, the discount rate, the Fed funds rate, whatever you want to call it, rate, um, down to 0%. So, Dan, am I getting a 0% mortgage? <laughs> no. No, what? I think the... I know it's hard to believe you. You hear that great news? You want to get in on that? Everybody does. Um, I, th- I think that the recent lows in the mortgage rates that we've seen is about as low as they can go. Um, it's similar to the lows we saw during the 2008 you know, mortgage financial crisis. Um, it, it seems like that's the floor for mortgage rates. I, I think at a certain point, banks either don't want to or simply cannot loan money for 30 years for less than 3%. Yeah. Um, that's about the floor, and, and that's what we've seen. It's kind of bounced on that floor a couple times here in the last three weeks, but that seems to be as low as they'll go. So what you're describing, I've, I've been talking to my clients about, I'm calling it the artificial floor. Um, it's it's a level at the bottom that mortgage-backed securities and, and thereby interest rates to consumers just don't want to go below. And we really saw this. Um, and so what this means is there's been a little bit of decoupling from the things that um, have generally been normal for us. Like, for example, there's been a historically a pretty predictable relationship between the 10-year bond yield and the 30-year fixed. Um depending on time of the economy and how busy the industry is, that seems like it's somewhere around 2% over the 10-year yield. So when the 10-year yield is at 2%, usually we expect mortgage rates to be around 4%. Um, We found a time just before the Fed rate cut that brought the 10-year down to about 0.3% during one session, um, and several sessions where it was around 05 to 0.7% for the 10-year bond yield, and we never saw interest rates get down to the 2.3 to the 2.7 range for a 30-year fix. So there's some decoupling there of that um, relationship. Yeah, not only did we not see rates go that, go that low, the lowest that – banks will even offer for a 30-year fixed mortgage is 2.75. That's the lowest rate you can even get. There's no buy down below that. Um, the it's the the note rates from 3.125% down to two and three quarters are the note rates that make up a Fannie Mae three 3% mortgage-backed security. And that's the lowest uh, yielding mortgage-backed security that's trading on the secondary market right now. So that's, you know, even if you wanted to get something below 2.75, it's just simply not available. Hmm. And likewise, with the 15-year fix, two and a quarter is the lowest rate even available 
Um, it's just the, the there's not enough volume for interest rates lower than that. I mean, obviously demand would be there, but the price the, the price you would have to pay to get those lower rates, there's just not enough demand to make up a full, uh, you know, two and a half percent mortgage-backed security, so they can't even offer it. It's just not an option. Now, if the Fed decides to go into negative interest rate territory and and the ten-year note yield slides lower, maybe even into negative territory, I mean, we've never seen that, so I don't know if it's possible for mortgage rates to go lower. But I, I guess that that might change the the situation a little bit if that were to happen. Do you see the feds moving us negative? Um, based on what I know today, no, it seems that they've been pretty clear that they, that they don't want to enter the negative interest rate realm. Um, but at the same time, they've said that all options are on the table um, to, to help this economy through this time. Um, but I think they're looking at other options beyond just lowering rates beyond zero. I, I think they've, you know, as we've already seen, they've announced a quantitative easing plan where they're going to be buying treasuries and mortgage-backed securities to help bring liquidity to that market again, similar to what they did during the 2008 financial crisis. Um, so I think they're looking at other moves like that that are non-interest rate related as their their other remaining tools. Dan, I, I pulled up some interest rate stuff right now. Um, you know, and, and like I've said, it's Thursday that we're recording this, Thursday the 19th, so just a couple days before it's here to air. Um, the mortgage interest rate as of right now, I just ran a scenario for a $250,000 loan on a $500,000 house for somebody with a 760 credit score. And the no points interest rate today is at 4.125 for that scenario. Um, This scenario easily would have been 3.125 on March 6th before the feds made their movement of taking rates to zero and announcing these mortgage-backed securities and other type of treasury purchases. Why have interest rates shot up, in your opinion, um, since the Fed announced and enacted those new, I mean, their quantitative easing policies, right? This is the purpose of these things is to keep credit markets cheap and thawed. So why have we seen rates shoot up about a percent off of the lows? I think a big part of it is just market instability because from one day to the next, we're seeing incredible swings in the price of mortgage-backed securities. We're, I mean, today alone, today was the most volatile day I've ever seen in over 15 years of, of working in this business. Uh, we saw mortgage-backed securities prices fluctuate two and a half points just in the normal trading day today. Um, that's unheard of. That in itself today was about twice as much price fluctuation as we had seen in any single day in the last three weeks, which those days were wildly more volatile than any day I could ever remember prior to that. So it just tells you that the the market itself is completely unstable. 
The treasury market does not know where to land right now. I think there's still a lot of uncertainty as to what the Fed will be buying with their quantitative easing program, how much of it will be mortgage-backed securities versus treasuries, because that would make a little bit of a difference. But I think um, beyond that uncertainty and volatility, I, I think that the Fed acknowledging that they're willing to provide liquidity by purchasing mortgage-backed securities helps um, – you know, it, it helps bring the prices of those mortgage-backed securities down a little bit because there is a guaranteed buyer out there in the federal government. Um, without them being that guaranteed buyer, then you know, it's who wants to who wants to participate in a half a percent, uh, you know, yielding ten-year Treasury note or a three percent yielding mortgage-backed security no there's there's not always a lot of demand for that so those prices were skyrocketing um but you're also seeing money moving around the markets just crazily and and so i i really think the majority of the movement we're seeing and the way rates are swinging has to do with just that uncertainty and volatility um the last thing i'll say about the rate quote you just gave for today is that it's at the high high mark that we've seen for probably the last two or three months. Um, I, I expect that rate to come back down probably tomorrow and it'll just continue to be volatile for the next couple of weeks. Um, but I, I do believe we'll touch back down to those lows here at least once or twice, if not you know, a handful of times before this is all over. Dan, when I, um, while you're talking right now, I mean, that, that's, that's great great explanation for how mortgage-backed securities work. I think there's one other, well, there's a few other things that I think might be playing into this. And one of them I can't help but wonder if, you know, here's one thing. Fannie and Freddie announced this week that there's a suspension on foreclosures and evictions as, um, you know, the good, hardworking Americans that are in financial trouble now to no fault of their own just that that this virus is wreaking havoc on the economy. Um, you know, when you think about the gym owners, the, you know, the stylist, the esthetician, the massage therapist, um, the bar owner, the restaurants. I mean, there's so many of those high traffic, um, you know, businesses that are just so dependent on people being able to, to come in and spend their money there, you know, to be able to do that thing. And um, those businesses with their cash flow hurting, I mean, I've heard estimates right now that um, within the next month or so, we may have an unemployment rate near 20%, putting one in five Americans temporarily out of work. And um, I don't know if that estimate is high or low or relatively accurate. It's, it's scary, though. And if I'm hearing these kinds of things, I think the market's thinking about that, too. And, and if they're, you know, in Italy, they've suspended mortgage payments for the time being, that you don't have to make a mortgage payment because most of the people aren't receiving the income that they would have to be able to make that happen. And so does that lie in the future for us? Um, we don't know yet. That hasn't been announced yet. I wouldn't say it's impossible. I, in terms of, you know, the, the current administration is talking about trillions of dollars worth of relief packages that are currently being constructed to try to get help to small businesses and employees and struggling Americans. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be sending checks out to American adults pretty quick here. 
Um, I don't know all the details yet of the income limitations or the other details of how much or when. I've heard estimates that as soon as April 6th, this money could be in the air. It wouldn't surprise me if we found a position here where mortgage payments were suspended in our country too, um, if only temporarily. Uh, and I think so some of it might have something to do with that, right? Is there's a little bit of uncertainty as to whether we're going to experience a spike in mortgage delinquency. And if so, does that want the rates to go up in an effort to sort of cool down the incoming business during this uncertain time? Do you think that dog hunts? Possibly. Yeah. I, th I think that's a very valid point that you're making. Um, it's, you know, there's another, another thing to think about is there's just been so much loan origination activity over the last 30 days that, um, these, these banks just want to get through the influx of business as it is and maybe slow it down through hey, the the worst part of this um, while you were talking while you were talking mortgage backed securities I ran a quick report here cuz I thought we were going to mm -hmm. find ourselves to this part of the conversation uh last February 1st to March 19th so I'm talking 2019 Central Coast Lending took in 96 loan applications over that period you know just over a 6 week period um this period from February 1st to March 19th, Central Coast Lending took in 240 applications. So they're um, from 90 to 240, uh, more than double, almost triple the amount of volume. And what we're experiencing at our company is very similar to what the industry as a whole is experiencing. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's a it's a wild time to try to keep up with all of this business. I mean, it, it, really, when you look around, I think everyone who has a mortgage is refinancing it right now. At least everyone who can. Well, um, and and they're certainly calling this week. There's been you know a lot of people are finding that the this spike in rates um, has. Uh, more or less squashed their opportunity to refinance. And you mentioned you think that we're going to touch back down to that level. That's my sense too. I think that right now um, we have this two-week period where we're going to have to see how how the virus affects the country, you know, and whether the the measures that we're taking to, to distance and um, – you know, shut down things like the NBA and the MLB and been basically gatherings of more than 10 people. And, and, you know, I mean, think about what a difference we've seen now in just a week's time. I mean, or was, was it a week ago or two weeks ago that we learned that the, that the MLB was going to take a hiatus? Um, we, it was, uh, yeah, it was the 12th of March. It was one week ago today that we learned that. Uh, okay. It was, yeah, and it was the day before that the NBA shut down. And I mean, we, that really kind of kicked all this stuff off. We had friends and family that were in route to Arizona to go to spring training when they learned that they were, that the MLB was pulling the plug on that. And, and you know, last week there was people saying, well, this is just an overreaction. And this week, you know, as of as of today, we've seen, you know, the the number of of um, positive uh, COVID nineteen tests in the country is um, it's knocking on the door of ten thousand. Uh, we're just about to to 
crest the hundred deaths in the country mark. Um, it's it's feeling very serious. Uh, I, you know, during our commercial break that we ran just a minute ago, I'm hearing the commercials and I'm like, man, this is so weird. Even the message of our commercials feels almost inappropriate at this time. I feel like we're in complete wartime and that I'm really struggling to to try to find any kind of normalcy. And I got to admit, I have a heightened level of anxiety um, and just real uncertainty of, of where we're going and what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I think also some of it too is just uh, the isolation is hard, right? I mean... Doing yeah. this show here with you and, and we're, we're separated. I'm in an empty room here. Um, you know, and I, luckily I have my family at home with me, but, um, it just, it's such a strange time and, and there's so much that we just don't know yet. You know, we don't know what the next two weeks holds for us. Um, and that's what this, that's, what's at the heart of this volatility, how deep are these economic cuts going to be? How much help is the government going to need to give us, um, you know, in terms of tax holiday, payroll tax holiday, money being sent to, um, to U.S. citizens, you know, all these different measures, you know, how much is it going to be enough once it is? You know, we're, some of these packages that, that they're talking about are a trillion dollars. But I've already heard estimates, you know, listening to the financial networks, I've heard estimates that, that this cut, when you add up the impact to every industry and business as a whole, um, that it's going to level somewhere in between four and $12 trillion, um, which seems unbelievable to me. I mean, it's worse than the financial crisis, um, has the potential to be absolutely catastrophic. And that's what that's what's at the heart of this volatility. This is what, um, you know, where our markets are trying to grapple with. And um, it's just weird. Dan, we need to do the uh, the next commercial break here. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about real estate and, and kind of what you think is going on there. Um, so let's, let's go ahead and, and do our break. And then we'll be back here in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit. So call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit AM Sun solar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great service men and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 5 
Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. Three five eight. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. guys welcome back um feels feels weird dan it feels somber i feel sad i know you you uh expressed that just before the break i i i i just want to remind everyone that this is going to be a temporary situation you included this is going to be temporary um i think there's this initial state of panic um you know really our lives as we knew them only shut down about a week ago. Um, started with the, you know, the first high-profile person in the country, a, a basketball player, and Tom Hanks. You know, a few of those high-profile people. And before you knew it, the whole country, the whole sporting world, the whole, you know, the social world, everything has shut down in the last seven days. And there's, we're still going through this initial stage of panic. 
um, people are doing excessive shopping and, you know, there's stories of people trying to get cash from banks and things like that. And I, I understand the feelings. I understand why people are doing that, but I, this isn't something that I particularly feel is going to change um, anytime soon. I, I'd be, you know, all of our kids, at least I, I believe all of our kids, um, you know, got excused from school here and, you know, for I, uh, through spring break right now is the plan, but I'd be surprised if our kids go back to school this year. Um, I, I'd be surprised if these shelter in place restrictions were removed before summertime. Um, I, I think this is something, if you look back at pandemics in history, they, they tend to take about three months to run their course. And then with all this effort of trying to flatten the curve by, by practicing social distancing, um, it could stretch out even longer than that. And so before long here, I think this initial feeling of panic is going to go away and we're going to realize that we, we can be okay. Um, the, the food is still going to be on the shelves at the grocery stores. Um, my money is still at the bank and my debit card still works and I can get the necessities I need. And um, we're going to settle into a new state of normal for a while until this is all behind us. Um, so I think we're just in that early stage where things feel really uneasy and really, um, really new to us all. Yeah, that's good. Good perspective. I mean, I, that's the, the part of me that, um, you know, there's no quit, right? We don't have any choice but to put one foot in, forward, in front of the next and just keep moving forward and, and get through these days. They're tough days. And they there, are. there's fear and uncertainty, but, uh, you know, I, I, I too have a sense that it's going to pass and, um, that we're, that we're going to, we're going to get through it. It's just, uh, feels strange. And, you know, and I mean, also I, no matter what, I, I just, I worry too about the, the loss of life. You know, there's, there's Definitely. so many people that are, that, Man, a mortgage payment's the least of their worries right now, and I, it just makes me sad to think that the whole world is in a place where, um, you know, we're sharing this this deep grief. You know, even in times past of of wars and other things, you know, there's there's a competition or a conquest or a mission. There's something that that's going on that has, you know, some. You know something else, but this feels like the entire our whole planet is going through a, a heartache at the same time, and I feel like it just kind of sucks the energy out of the room. But, yeah, you mentioned the economic aspect of this, which I think is ultimately the worst part. I mean, other than loss of life, of course, but the the thing that's going to stick with us here for a while and for a lot of people is the economic side of of the loss of income and the loss of jobs. And um, so, you know, a lot of companies, a lot of businesses around our county and everywhere are trying to come up with ways to um, still provide their services, but keep the distance um, between them and their customers. And so, you know, as much as you can, you know, get that to-go food from the restaurant and, um, you know, I, there's other things that you can do. I, I hope, I, I hope businesses can find creative ways to continue to offer their services and offer their goods to people, um, during these times and still keep money coming in. Because like I said, I do, I do feel like the social distancing is going to be in place for a while. And 
that loss of income can really hurt. I mean, it's one thing to to have this go on for a few weeks, but if it goes on for three months, four months or longer, that you know, that can be a hard thing to get through for a lot of families. Yeah. So, I mean, there wasn't too long ago we were talking news articles about that the average family had reserves of less than eight hundred dollars. So yeah. pretty wild. Um we don't have much time before this first hour is over. Um, what's your thoughts? I mean, as in terms of housing, you know, how, how are we going to be affected in the housing industry? Um, as of right now, from what I'm hearing, um, you know, things are still operating in the real estate industry. Things are still moving. Um, there's some part of me that wonders how much of that is just carryover from prior to this last week where everything's shutting down. You know, people were already out looking for a home and they're just kind of seeing that process through. I I really wonder, um, you know, I, it's a hard question to answer, Jason. It's a hard question. I, I feel like things in general are going to slow down a lot. I I don't feel like this is an environment where people are looking to buy or sell homes or move or, or do anything like that. I think people are just trying to figure out this new state of normal. And, um, for as long as we're to be keeping distance and to shelter in place, I I really see things slowing down, even in the essential services industries. A lot of the real estate slowdowns in history have been slowdowns where, the amount of properties coming to market is greater than the absorption rate. And so you start to see prices suffer. And I think in terms of price right now, I feel like for the most part, prices will be stable. There's not people listing, right? If anything, I bet you there's there's people that want to take their home off the market because they're not interested in trying to figure out how to move right now when they're in, yeah. a, in a shelter at home type of environment. They don't want open houses. They don't want people coming through their homes. You know, it's a, so you're not going to have too many new listings. You're also not going to have um, you know, buyers that are desperate to get homes right now. So I almost feel like the housing industry is by and large going to be a pause for a minute. And that's not to say that rates um, aren't going to have some impact on people refinancing or those kind of things. But for a little while here, I think the purchase environment's going to be pretty tame. I, I think there's one aspect of the housing economy that I think is probably up for a little bit of a shakeup. And you know, we've talked about this on the show before, but the the Airbnb component of our housing industry is um, is relatively new. It hasn't had to survive a recession yet. And, you know, I was talking with a friend yesterday that has an Airbnb in San Luis who went from having complete bookings for the next month um, to complete vacancy every single booking canceled in the Airbnb. So the mortgage is now a complete liability to the family. Um, and, you know, so I, I do, I feel like potentially uh, for the next several months, and, and maybe this is something that plays into when our government tries to decide whether or not they need to suspend mortgage payments during this period. But if not, I could see some of these Airbnbs needing to be listed or needing to become rental properties, which could have short-term downward pressure on rent prices. 
Um, you know, so I, I, that's a component of the market that we'll be tracking closely. But I think absent of that piece, I want to feel like the rest of this stuff's all altogether going to be pretty stable and pretty predictable. Yeah, I think I think prices are stable. I don't see anything real negative happening with prices. I agree with you. I think the industry, um, especially from a, a purchase transaction standpoint, hits the pause button. Um, I have a hard time seeing uh, banks not mandated to uh, halt mortgage payments. I, I feel like that's something that's inevitable based on what I foresee the timeline being to get through this. Um, there's like you said, there's too many people that don't have the reserves to be able to make payments through a sustained shutdown. And, and this is, it would be an unprecedented move, but these are unprecedented times. And I, well, I think that that kind of action is warranted right now. What we know is that FHFA has imposed on Fannie Mae to stop all foreclosures and offer forbearance but that opens up a whole nother can of worms if 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 people are are accepting these forbearance agreements, which is essentially not making payments and having it tacked on to the end. That can affect their credit situation and make it difficult to get a mortgage in the future, at least for the next 12 months. So I, I just don't feel like that's a great option. I feel like a, a pause for the entire country across broad industries is the way to go. Yeah, it it seems that way. Um, or something creative, too. You know, I mean, one of the things that's interesting is that, you know, the majority of, of us that are paying a mortgage payment are paying mostly interest in our mortgage, right? Very little of it is a principal portion. So maybe they could suspend the interest portion um, or, you know, if not the whole thing or, or maybe somehow the if you got your taxes, you know, like the, your county taxes that are part of your mortgage payment. There's just various little pieces where I think we could get some relief. And, and I will say this, I've been, I've been pleased with the response of, of Congress um, and the president with a rush to, to recognize how deep this impact could be and really be in a hurry to try to, to help cut that short and do what they can to get to get helping. And I mean, and again, time will tell, we're going to see over the next couple of weeks, if the help is on the way, or if it's all talk, or if this is meaningful help. And I think our markets will appreciate that. Um, we have to uh, pull the plug here on this first hour. This is the whole hour. Um, we are going to do another hour. And I think we'll, uh, we have a few more things that we can cover with you. So we're going to do the top of the hour commercial break here and be out for about five minutes. And then we'll return uh, for the second hour of Mortgage Matters. Stick around.